podcast world's political correctness and connections has littered it with mediocrity, created an endless sea void of talent. But fear no more. We bring a shining light of hope. We are the purveyors of truth, the protectors of the culture, the people's choice. We are the Two Live Podcast. Sakoni wants to do a shoe based around food because it's Kentucky. We're thinking a bourbon shoe, but I don't know what to do. So I designed it and stuff. I never even got a pair because I never, I never owned a pair of Sakoni. You know? um, I messed that all up and start that over. I like that. Like this? I'm like, I've, I've been slacking the last couple weeks, right? I get it, but that was like that was actually unexpected. We ain't even one, we ain't that's one guest. Like, we, we got we got we got the new brother in the, in the room. Wait, cause, wait cause since we, let him, I'm, I'm since boy. when we change what we do? I'm just saying, but we can give him a rundown. Like, no, hey, no, this no, was no, going no, on. Just, I don't. He's just jumping straight I, in. I, I since when we change what we do? You right? You got it, bro. Anyway, yeah, go for it. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Two Live Podcast, episode number. One forty-three. Good that job. Right. Good job. It's right. a lot of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah we've been out here for a little bit. I'm actually right. That's funny. We start the same way each and every week. So let's go. I can't go last. You never go last. When the, are you serious? I, I went last a few times. I we had one to forty-three episodes. No one goes after me. Oh, okay, okay. Yo, it's your boy Snow Prom. It's your boy Da Davis. What's popping? And it's Mr. Showtime, first name Hollywood. And we're joined by two distinguished guests. One returning friend of the show and someone brand new. Fellas, Mike Grapes, Ronnie Turioff. How you doing today? Pretty good about yourself. Doing good, bro. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, How's everyone's week going? Well, how's your couple week? D, how's your week? How's doing day? Just saw you on Friday. <laughs> nah, this is regular. Oh, I went to what's it called? What I did um I did um the scope art show this weekend. How was that? That was lit. That was that was cool. Nobody wanted to come get enlightened with me because y'all didn't want to pay for I a ticket. Yeah, yeah, I saw you partying. Yeah, I'm cheating. I saw you partying a lot of birthdays this weekend, brother. It wasn't partying. It was partying. You had a drink in your hand. Mm. Mm. You was with the joints? What Always with the joints. With the joints, always with the joints. So I know what you, I know how your week been. Uh, I ain't do nothing. I was in the crib. I was in the crib. Uh, Mike, what's up? How you been? Been good, man. You you were one of our uh, early guests. Uh-huh. One of our uh, uh, more popular episodes. Okay. One of our my personal favorite episodes. Okay. What's up? What's up? Last time we saw you, you were on your way to Kentucky. Probably, probably. I was doing a lot in Kentucky. How how, how was that? Wonderful. I used to get it in Kentucky. Oh, <laughs> okay. And Rodney, Rodney, what's up, man? Welcome what's to the show. Uh, thank you. Thank you for, for being here. What's up? Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you. Thank How you me. been? I've been good. Been good. Just enjoying the retired life a little bit, traveling, having fun, yeah. doing little things. And for yeah, those man. of you who 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 kind of know the name, but you're like, would I hear that name? Yes, it is a former NBA yeah. uh, player, yes, sir. Ronnie Turrell. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, so this whole time I'm sitting here like, <laughs> okay. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Cause the whole time I'm sitting here like I'm really like, wait. And then even when like D sent the message, I was like, 
That name sounds familiar. He's like, yeah, yeah, I, know, I, know what, yeah. I know what you were thinking. You're like, what? wait, was that the 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 Kobe jumping over the car? Was, <laughs> people don't people people don't know. People yeah, sleep on that. Yeah, for I sure. Know. For sure. Now, like the whole time I was sitting here, so like, good. and I'm like, yeah. he reminds me of somebody, and I remember the name, but I was about, to, I meant to Google it, but the whole time I'm sitting here talking the bullshit, I'm like, I ain't Google the name, just yeah. like sneak, figure out. Okay. It's good. It's better that way. So yeah. we can have like a real cool, meaningful conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. We, I, like, uh, I like that. A little later, we're going to get into more uh, Ronnie stuff and Mike stuff and get into your know, business a little bit. But uh, yeah. let's get into these topics for the week. Uh, actually, it's a perfect week for you to be here. I'm going to save this one for uh, a little later. Uh, I want to start with, y'all hear about the uh, the college admission, sc- admission scandal that just hit today. Yo, Shorty from Full House was in there, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, John Stamos wife I, from the I show. I have no idea what's All right, so is. so uh basically uh it's a bunch of rich folks. Uh they were paying they were like paying and defrauding uh schools to in order to uh accept their kids. So it's not like normal I'm going to buy a building like that's that's the normal that's kind of legal. What they were doing, they were um they would like bribe coaches, like some athletic coaches, and like they'll say, "Oh, my daughter plays like like crew or soccer, or whatever." They like Photoshop their daughter's face and give the uh, the coach some money, and yeah, say, "Yeah, she's an athlete, get a scholarship." Or they'll um pay someone to take like there was like a, a, a ringleader. I forgot the uh, the gentleman's name, some white dude, but like he would basically go to these rich families and like he'll set up someone to take the SAT or ACT scores for them, or just change their their scores altogether. Um, I believe there was some school administrators with it, but this is like for like schools like Harvard, Yale, um, like top Ivy League school, UCLA, those kind of like big name like uh prestige kind of schools. Mm-hmm. So they was like defrauding like the school. So like they um they brought them up on charges of like uh mail fraud, uh bribery, all kind all kinds of stuff. It's like a, like a, a huge huge scandal. Oh, if they if you deal with anything with the mail. That's federal. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the feds would have got him. Apparently, yeah, he arrested. Feds, um, Felicia, Felicia Huffman. Yeah, but she she made it out on bond. Yeah, but uh, it's it's weird because I guess it, it, at at some subconscious level we know like rich folks pay pay their way in, but I guess this was like so blatant and like uh, it wasn't like normal. I right, we gonna give you some money. You know, you know how I am. I'm a celebrity, whatever. Just let my people in. It was just like wild defrauding and the government's like nah you're just doing too much so they, they ran down on them but um it brings wow. up a, a a case of like inequality where like you have like p- poor people who they just work hard mm-hmm. and these rich people like they pay their way into fraud or whatever and like they take the space that could have went to someone more deserving of that of that um of that space right any 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 thoughts as I line that up now you out here stealing Stealing an opportunity from somebody like that could possibly have it, or like maybe doesn't have the the financial funds to do what you're doing. Like, man, take him to jail, man. Damn, Lock him up. Man. Throw away the key. Because uh, it's it's unfair. Like, come on. I rather I rather you buy the building, and then after now, like because now you're saying that they're fake athletes. There was fake athletes. Mm-hmm. That could have been a scholarship from somebody in like. In like a little town in Ohio, right? That who like that could have been like their last way out, and like now you're about to this coach is about to take some money from this actress and take somebody's spot like that. Nah. To be clear, as far as the athletes go, it's my understanding um, that it's not like um, big like money making sports like uh, football, basketball. Like you know, like you can't defraud oh, those like kind chess. of things. 
It's like like uh lacrosse. crew, um soccer lacrosse. It's like like things like that where they don't really make money for the school, so you could kind of get away with that. What's interesting about that is that um with 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 sports like that, I mean a lot of schools don't have like a whole lot of money for that particular sport, but it's not hard to get those sorts of scholarships. Right. Like if you're if you're a woman, if you're female, it's quite easy to get a golf scholarship anywhere in the country. Right. But the thing with these kids was they didn't even play the sport at all. Oh. That's the thing. Like they they had no like they didn't do it. <laughs> that was that was just the 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 way to get the men. Like all right, we're gonna give you a scholarship. Like, Show up to a weight room. But they three couldn't. Was, they yeah. couldn't just pay. I mean, if they have all of this money, just pay the the tuition. They probably. In fact, I don't understand why they it's, needed to. It's, it's not. But it's about the college has to accept you to. Pay the tuition. It's not like it's not. Okay. I got so the these money. kids were not that intelligent, is what you're saying. In 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 a lot of cases, yes. Okay. Oh. It was like it was the, the guarantee. So I guess like the um. So oh the God. the guy clearly when the feds ran down on him, he he's he's pleased working with them now. He's pleading. So uh, he's saying like his pitch to the, these families was okay, you could go through the front door mm-hmm. and run your chances. They may they may get accepted. They may not. Whatever. You can go through the back door, mm. buy a building, make a donation, whatever. You get a second look, but it's still they'll just take your money and say, "Oh, nah, we good." But my way <laughs> through the side door, oh, no, I'm guaranteeing your kid is getting into these schools, right? So, like, so that was that was his end, and like, uh, I, f- oh, I forgot uh, <laughs> who I was watching. Like one of these uh, talking heads on TV, and he was uh, making the point where at a sub- at a, a certain level of like wealth, it. It's just not enough to be wealthy, and you know your kid is gonna be all right because you got money, like generational money. It's how do, my kid has to be better than the other all right kids, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, okay, I'm rich, and that family's rich, but my kid has to be better than that than that family. So I'm gonna pay for my my son or daughter to get into Harvard or Yale or whatever to compete with this rich person's family. So that's what it's like. Um, it, it, it gets to the question of what's good enough because you're always there's always a, another level of competition, even even when you're rich. You know what I mean? I guess all of us, all of us, <laughs> have to have to deal with that. I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Shit. The grass is always greener on the other side. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's it. Uh, snub you anything on the uh, rich white folks doing well? No, okay. Rich white folks. It's gonna be. I feel inter- like I'm gonna jump out, jump out the window if I. If I nah, go ahead and jump. No, like it just reminds. Okay, I'm not gonna jump out the window, but it just reminds me when like Jews actually um they file for certain things. Just to you know, like either get their apartments and or like you know, like apply for food stamps, like you know, like how regular people in the hood, but they you know they technically are just running scams right. in certain neighborhoods just to you know actually live in there for a lot cheaper. Well, yeah, that's the system. I mean, you can't be mad at the system. Well, you can't be mad at the system. I don't, I don't, I don't get mad at the people just working the system the way it works. I mean, it's it's set up for to be advantageous to somebody, and mm-hmm. hey, take advantage. Yeah. Uh let me see. Wait, there was a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. Who that was cool, man? Yo, one of these days, I'm going to remember who Dave Assman is and like, why I can't You remember. still Google searching for this guy? Yeah. I, you know what's crazy? I listened to the last episode. I'm like, why is he talking about Because I always like, midweek, I always forget to like, look up Dave Assman so to remind myself who or what Dave But Assman is this is. spelled Assman? Yes, Assman. Because I, I Googled it and nothing came up. I, didn't, okay. I don't know what well, I I Googled about. it last week. I was just like, I don't know what he's talking about. Did whatever. you Instagram it? Search it? Or? Nah, yeah, I don't know. That might be some wrong shit. Anyhow, so there's a story of a, a man who was uh, stuck in a truck like somewhere where it's mad snow and cold 
and he survived for a couple of days on uh, uh the Taco Bell sauce, like the hot sauce. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. yeah, I heard that. I don't understand how. I don't really have anything other than to just talk, just say wow. and laugh that he survived on like some packets of like hot sauce until like. like how, is, how long is that, is that real? Is that real or is it like yeah, yeah, uh, one of those that like promo or something? Taco nah, Bell, Bell, right? It was it was, it was real shit. Um, <laughs> because if it's a promo for Taco Bell, like that's amazing. Yeah, no. Nah, I, I, <laughs> It would have been, yeah, because there was something else, like some donut, like some, like some, somebody in some donut shop did some wild, like marketing shit. And oh, he, nah, he sold uh, so I can tell you about that. So in Missouri, I believe, so it was one of those, like you know, like Twitter, do your thing. Like yeah. I don't know, you know those posts. So um, yeah. this kid posts about like his father opened up like a donut shop. Oh, like yes. I think it was, I, it I believe it's Missouri. Yeah, I believe it's like Missouri, and um, I think it's called like Billy's Donuts or whatever. So like, there's like. So like he takes a picture of like the outside and it's like in one of those like one of those like uh like you know parking lot malls where they got like the supercut, the Chinese restaurant, maybe a foot locker and like a liquor store. Mm-hmm. So I got one of those and it's just like Billy's Donuts. The the space next to it looks like it's run down. The grand o- the grand opening picture is like all slooping or whatever. You go inside to this bright place and it's just like a picture of his sad father. By the register, and it's like, oh my god! Like my father opened up a donut shop, and nobody's here. All of a sudden, like maybe like a few hours later, like few retweets, like he's at like ninety k. People are storming in and buying like these donuts and raving about like how great the donuts is and everything. Like people are like, oh my god! I had no idea that this place was five minutes away from me. And like now there's like pictures of his like his pops like mad happy that they're like selling out. <laughs> and his mom's like, oh my God, like I can't even keep counting inventory because everything's flying off the show. That's Shout dope. out to the hustle. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. That's yeah. dope. That's dope. That's I like that. Um <laughs> Tackle so oh, that's crazy. They trying to throw uh sixty four years. Wait, my whole thing, I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on Taco Bell. So like man's didn't have the runs like the whole time he was he I mean was he wasn't eating the food, it was just the sauce. That's, that's my point. Like your stomach is running just off sauce, like your stomach like Yo, but you got How long was he stuck for though? I wanna say like like two two or three days, something like that. What? what? Two or three days, I feel like. Like, what? See what I'm talking about? Like, and then like you, I might be exaggerating. He would just be drinking two or three packets. days off some sauce. Some of them had to be hot, 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 like spicy. Like I mean, he drank his pee. I mean, like people fast. Yeah. You could drink yeah. your pee like three times. I, I, I know, but no, <laughs> I went once. I would not either. eat those. Pa- I wouldn't eat the the sauce. I would I'm just. Like, I would just chill. I would just fast. Now, Mike, why wouldn't you eat the sauce? Because your recent Instagram. Pick oh, <laughs> video yeah. we have to talk about because oh, five, re- five days, five days, wow. five days. I probably eat the sauce because <laughs> <laughs> it what is happened? no. What if, happened? What happened? If you don't know, um, IG is still Mike Grapes with an S. Yes, um, Mike was on IG with a on New York City subway with a rat on his shoulder. Yes, <laughs> like, a rat, oh, not yeah, a pet one. rat, like a like a train rat, like a rat Ratatouille. Yeah, not the little small, not the little small mouse. Like no, it was big. not, do you, do it you was think not that, a mouse. It was a rat. Do you think that's the same one that was inside the the metro car machine? Did you see that? No. You you know you get your like, receipt yo, you and your change. Yeah, it was running inside. Get out of here! How did it get in there? I don't know. I don't know. That's wild. But how, how did, did that out? happen? Yeah, that's for sure. So um yeah, you know, it's New York. The day in the life of my grapes, right? Exactly. Um, welcome, welcome. Stay we, tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was uh, chilling with a friend of mine, um, and we were talking about rats. That's the crazy part about it. I was I was talking about. I made a joke about rats that live off of the L train are probably gluten free. 
<laughs> right. L train is a hell train, by the way. Right, but if they if they live in Williamsburg, that's yeah. a different type of rat. They probably yeah. like hummus and things like that. They so good. you know, so I'm just kind of joking about this, and I just keep going, and I'm talking about rats that live over here, that live over there, a rat that's trying to quit smoking cigarettes. You know, a rat that has a friend that's a pigeon that's a scammer, lives in like Brooklyn, Flatbush. Right. <laughs> like, Jesus. I'm just making making all of these jokes. And I start coming up with this story about this rat that was connected to something that I had been thinking about already. But now the rat is the main character of this story. Right. And I can't stop going. Like once these ideas start rolling, it's like, man, this actually would be incredible. And what if the rat did this? And what if the rat did that? And then we could do this. And then as I'm saying it, as these words are coming out of my mouth, not five minutes later, as I'm saying it, a woman says, ah, a rat. I look over. I'm thinking that she's just saying a rat is down in the tracks. No, there's a rat sitting on the chest of this woman sitting on the platform. So I pull my phone out, I run over, and I'm like, what is going on? There's a rat on this woman's chest. And then it was her it was her friend. It was her pet. But it's a rat. Right. Right? She was homeless? Like I you know what? I I want to say she was in transition. Because mm. she yeah, she yeah, yeah. was like on the edge of homeless, but she, I don't think she was actually homeless. I think she might have lived in a shelter or something. Cause she also had a bag, like a big shopping bag full of half, um, half rolls of toilet tissue. Nah. Okay. Just random. She's this little cute black chick, super nice. So I'm talking to her like, how and why do you have a rat crawling around your body right now? So she starts talk, telling me about it. And the rat's name is Lena, right? Right. So the train comes. I'm getting on the train. She's getting on. So we just keep it going. At this point, there's people that's freaked out about seeing this. So I'm kind of cracking jokes. I'm acting like there's rats all around. Everybody's like, <laughs> you know, putting their legs up. And nobody's expecting all of this to happen. And, um, and then I just put my arm out and let the rat crawl up on me. So now the rat is crawling around me, crawling up on my hat, doing all of this stuff. And the whole train car is like, you know, like this is this is a show now. Everybody's in. Everybody's in attendance. And um, and it was kind of dope. You wasn't scared, bro? Not at all. Well, you did Showtime with a rat. What? You did Showtime with a rat. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And um. It was it was it was weird because if the woman wasn't as nice as mm-hmm. she was, I would have never trusted this rat. Right. And it, I don't think it wasn't a rat from the streets. I'm not that nasty. Yeah. <laughs> like my mother, you know, she ain't raised a fool. The way I tell the story, it was a rat from the streets. <laughs> and the legend, will, the legend grows. I will, I will not let the truth get in the story of a good get in the way of a good story. So yeah, it was wow. A, yeah, that's in the metro car. It, it was a big like, two foot is, rat. Can I see it? Big two foot rat on on Mike's uh, shoulder. Yeah, that's what but, I saw. But what's crazy is is that um, after wow. after all of that is happening, um, some dude kind of just beeline straight toward this little chick, right? 
And this dude was about as tall as I am. And he just grabs her. And he's like, you need to get her. I need to get you off the train. And she's like, she's just going along with it. Like, all right. And so at first glance, I'm thinking this is her guy. Like this is, this mm -hmm. is her peoples or something. Maybe they had an argument or whatever because mm. he was aggressive. But I'm not going to step in between that, right? Right, yeah. But then he's like taking her off and I'm like, hey, bro, take it. Just take it easy. It's like everybody's it's cool. And then he he's like, you got a rat on you. And I said, oh, he doesn't know her. Yeah. So I grab him. Oh, and he shit. breaks my arm off. He's like, yo, get off me. He grabs the rat. The rat was sitting in her hood. He grabs the rat and baseball throws it off the train. Oh, what? yes. I, I, it was as it like the, the rat could have just splattered on the wall the way this man threw it. That's fucked up. And I'm like, what's going on? Everybody on everybody there is like, <gasps> I said, bro, what you doing? He's like, it's a rat. I said, that's her rat. And he said, Oh, why you didn't tell me? <laughs> I said, I've been trying to tell you. He said, nah, you've been grabbing me. I was about to put you to sleep. I said, nah, somebody would have been asleep, but it wouldn't have been me. Oh, man. <laughs> it was just a weird, It was a that was a New York moment, though. Yeah. Damn, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Grapes with the Rat Chronicles. <laughs> Shout out to Lena. Shout, Shout out, out to Lena. Lena. Hope Lena's good. Hope Lena's good. Yeah. Um. I guess not a real not a real rat, but I guess. So they trying to give Jussie sixty four years. And uh oh, okay. and uh I'm with it. <laughs> Gotta make an example. And and, and people people looking at me crazy and they're showing all these examples of uh like like white folks like like the the girl in Florida that, that killed them folks and she's getting like two weeks probation killed, or whatever. Like a three old or three month old. Yeah, or something doing something like crazy. Something and like my point is, right? I can't go like as a matter of principle if I if I waver because uh, I was just a lie, whatever on him, I can't make and stand as strongly as I do against when I with, with the white person or who who, who gets off and get those light senses. That's why I now make an example out of him mm. because what he did was dangerous for like all parties involved. He's he's using the cop resources, especially in a place like Chicago where they have more than enough to deal and investigate to investigate something phony. He's putting uh, black people and gay people in, in in situations now. Like it's 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 okay to say now every time like a black person or, or gay person says something happens to them. Oh, now they're lying. Look at Jesse. Like that's the, that's the example. Like mm -hmm. I, like I I, 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 pay, I pay attention to like right wing media and whatever. That's for, look at Jesse. Oh, that's your guy. Look at him. Mm -hmm. So like it makes it easier to like uh uh marginalize real claim. So now nah, make an example out of him. So when I stand up on my pedestal for the uh, old, old, old murderer white girl in Florida, I, I, I'm from a, a, a strong, a strong standpoint. So nah, give him keeping, all 64. Keeping the same energy. Yeah, all 64 of those he got to get. Mm -hmm. All 64 of those. I'm not even like, I don't feel no no shame, no sorrow. Nah, get him out of here. Um, they allowing um, cameras in the court. You say they are? Yeah, judge, of course just they rules, are. judge just ruled on that. Of course they are. They want that celebrity. They want, they want all, they, they gonna make an example on him. They want all that publicity yeah, on there. Jesse gonna put on a show. You know they talking about canceling Empire now. What? They talking about canceling Empire because of everything. I didn't care. I didn't it was it show. was on his way out, but it's like, damn, what am I watch on Wednesdays now? I didn't watch that yeah, show. So I didn't I, care. I, I stopped watching. That I'm just saying, two. it's like Empire Black Ink. Like that's that's my rundown. Other Chicago celebrity news. Uh, real quick, I've been hearing people uh try to shoot R. Kelly Bell, talking about he made a good point with that double jeopardy. Nah, he's wrong. 
double jeopardy is you can't be charged for the same crime. Back in the day, he got charged with child porno- uh, pornography. This is aggravated sexual assault. Maybe the same instance, different two different charges. Now lock him up to get him out of here. <laughs> Did y'all see the interview on Friday? Um, I saw a piece of it. Eclipse. Where he, yeah. Man, that's all you need to say for real. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all you need to see. Yeah, oh, I'm not that, really just bad. the funny parts. Um, yeah, but that was there was nothing really serious about that. That was just all jokes. Mm-hmm. That was all jokes. Oh, Keenan and what's it called? Killed it on SNL. I put it in the chat, but I you like probably watch doing. it. Definitely didn't see it. Definitely see it. Um, <laughs> Keenan did a good job. Is this a camera? He pointed at the whole plant, and I was just like, "Oh God!" Yeah. Oh, that was. Uh, I actually saw that, and that was the best part when he said, um, "Oh." Wait, that's a oh y'all just got the cameras out in the open? Y'all free. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cameras, some white woman in some country tried to take a a selfie with no, actually I think it was in America. But anyway, she tried to take a selfie with a jaguar. She hopped over the uh, thing oh, the, the fence in the tore zoo. Up. Yeah. Um good for her. Mm-hmm. Oh, like you can see the tendons. Oh, wow. Yeah, good for you her. You can see the tendons in the arm. Like it tore like it tore her up. I was just talking about this at work too. Like I don't understand why these people want to sit here and go to like these little wildlife things and want to be wanting to play with these these not house cats. These are panthers. Mm-hmm. These are lions yeah. and tigers and bears. There's there's a barricade for a reason. Yeah. Well, you yeah. hop over that barricade, talk. We want a selfie. Nah, you got to get the, you got to get what's coming to you. <laughs> you got to get what's coming to you. Okay, hold on. How old was this woman? Grown. <laughs> An adult. Oh, make she rest in peace, bro. I mean, she's alive. No, she's alive. She alive, but I mean, oh, she's alive. Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah, Give good, her a supreme. Rubber but had she died, I'd kept that same energy. Nah, get out of here. It's <laughs> okay, dumb. Okay. That don't yeah. make no sense. I think it's either between seeing Brother Nature and um, Tarzan, or even seeing people going those on um, wildlife. Um, what are those? Those. Con- 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 but, uh, you got the word. Yeah, yeah. conversation, not conversation. Damn, Conser- conservation. Uh, uh, conservation. Is it something like yeah, that? Yeah. Sure, Is it? Know. It yeah. got it got a C O N V. Yeah. After that, <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same thing to me. Damn. Is that really who? Okay. But you know, like when people be going there, they pet the, the like the yeah. line. Yeah. yeah. And like, is it between that between seeing Brother Nature and Tarzan and? Wait, are you I calling me Brother Nature? No, 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 no. You, you, you might, you know, you brother might be. Brother Nature on up. Well, you, now. You might be. I ain't going to hold you <laughs> now. You, you might be able to. Are you calling like, Ronnie Tarzan? It's all good, though. No. I take, I, I, I take the check from IG, Tarzan. The, the dudes that really. The, oh, my God. Don't do that. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good, bro. Just 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 send me a check. Just send me a little, a little movie, <laughs> a movie, movie role. Something. I do it. You know, yeah, I got, I got the beer going. Energy, you know like, what I mean? They're going to places where. Even so. even those, Reservation. Those Reservation. Ooh, there we go. There we go. Damn. So, go. Con, good job. You got to Scrabble partner right <laughs> there. there. Oh, or, was it taboo? There we go. That's the one where you can't say where you have to give clues, but you can't say the words. I think so. That's taboo. So, yeah. So, what's the other one? Pictionary, you're probably thinking about? Pictionary is cool. No, I like no, that. Not Pictionary. I like that. It's like taboo and it's like the reverse. Um, no. I lo- women Listen, w- I women love, love taboo, so that's I what I love play. that we are trying to are figure out the porn? name of the game for the word that we were trying to figure out. <laughs> you, see, you, see what, you see what we're doing here? We Do can't we? figure out the word, <laughs> and then we finally figure out the word, and it's kind of like that game, but we can't figure <laughs> out the name <laughs> of that game. <laughs> Name that game. Do, do people still play board game in in America? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my connect. Well, it, it depends what you consider a board game because yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I do my connect four, I do my Uno. I got mm-hmm. I got well 
Monopoly's on my Switch, but that's a board game. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just yeah, electronic. Yeah. I definitely play Monopoly on my Switch. I got an old school Monopoly in the closet. Okay. G- right, game right. night's it, man. Game night's okay, okay. I just want just want to make sure because well, yeah, yeah, so they got that new sure. Uno flip, so it's supposed to be lit. I'm waiting for somebody to fight. That can't be at the barbecue. What? That Uno, that new Uno flip thing? Because I'm my head. Bug bringing it, his. So it's a it's a double it's a double so so it's a regular deck on one side, right? And then on the side where it will say Uno. There's more cards. So say like I think one of them is like you have to. So say like is there is there a certain time you could flip the card? I ain't even read that shit, bro. I'm so I don't know if it's a certain time you could flip the card, but one of them is like you got to pick up, you got to keep picking up until you find the color that the person says. So if you said red, I got to keep picking up until red pops up. I don't think I like that because it's like double sided. So it's so I guess it's like it's supposed to be like like your one way out. Like if it, if like when all else fails, you take that that pill. And you just blunt. Nah, I ain't got time for that. That's gonna start fights. It sounds complicated. Man. Yeah, wake up, wake up. I like charades. Charades. That was. Charades. The, well, I don't know if that. Was <laughs> no, charades is what we acted out. Taboo is like similar, yeah. but one charades of is the one you acted out. Taboo. I'm pretty sure taboo is the one where you have the card and there's like five words that you can't say. Oh, that's with 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 the timer. Yeah, yeah. It's five words you can't say, but you have to give clues, and your partner has to say what that word, the word. You sure it's taboo or catchphrase? Nah, it's taboo. Because catchphrase works the same way. Mm. But uh, girls like taboo. That's why I know it's taboo. <laughs> you keep saying ta- girls like taboo. I because think that's... I feel like you're talking about porn every time. Bro. No. <laughs> that's like four or five times you already said it. Because when game night... Listen. I have to tell you, this, 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 this is the move, right? Not the move, but... The move. At game night, Bro, right? I'm on the mic, mass. No, it's not the move, but it's the move. <laughs> on the mic stand, at, that's move. At game night is a great place to meet like women, right? Because there's a bunch of friends. Everyone's comfortable because like you... Uh. To be there, you have to know someone. Is you're in the crib, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Might be some little little drinks going. Yeah. Then you have to like get games. Where you kind of partner up with somebody, okay. and then you find a girl to partner up with. Okay. And women just like taboo, like cause they could just scream shit. And okay. I mean, it's cool. All right, all right. I'm Maybe. trying to tell you. Okay, okay. I, I believe you, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just having a bad taboo partner though, like that's it. You know? Yeah, I'm too competitive. I don't like because if she's trash, it's, it's over. <laughs> Shout out to uh, forget it. Um, wow. Oh yeah, we also have a giant Jenga at Two Live in the Park, by the way, and um, cornhole toss. Yeah, corn, that's what it's called, cornhole toss. Yeah, yeah, that sounds wild. The beanbag, yeah, you throw the beanbag. We are beanbag yeah. toss, but it's but it's a cornhole, a cornhole, I believe. Yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's, like it's a, actually just called cornhole. Yeah, oh, that's see, Mid America stuff that I'm familiar with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the experts. Yeah. So wait, that's not shot put. Oh wait, okay. No, no shot, shot put. Shot is, exactly. yeah, that's a whole that's, that's sport. And, and that's I got Olympics. It, I got, it, I got, it, I got, it, I got it. Hey, but, you wanna? Here's a random fact. Um, yeah. You know Debo from Friday. Yes, yes. Zeus. 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 Tiny Lester. It's a really good friend of mine. He uh, he holds a record for like shot putting. Um, in um, college. What? He could not make the Olympics because he has a dead eye. Mm. So he would have been an Olympic crazy. gold medalist. That's discrimination. But nobody's broken his record yet. Oh, nice. Wow. And yeah, but he um but because he has a, a dead eye, he couldn't go to he couldn't go to the Olympics. So he could have had to be the special So he could throw objects far but he couldn't beat Hulk Hogan. Well, in the ring off. and in no holds bars. And in the movie, I mean, he lost no holds bars. No holds bars, my joy. If you lose to Craig, you think he's gonna beat Hulk Hogan? <laughs> but Hogan's a racist. You have to wash him. That's true, but we didn't know he was a racist until Ice Cube was a gangster. Mm. I'm rolling. Both playing, mm. both playing a role. Okay, 
Ice Cube isn't a racist. I don't know okay. if Hulk Hogan is a racist. He's no, a racist. He Are you certain? <laughs> I'm yeah. certain. He uh after that that the the, the nigger He uh he was quite upset that his his daughter was dating a a black man. Oh wow. That's when she was she dating. Not, no, guys. Stax was Spanish. Who she was dating? I was black. No, some some somebody music I forgot what it was, but he he was he was quite upset. Mm. He was he was upset and he was saying uh something to the uh like of if she was going to date a black man, at least he could have been like a athlete. A rich athlete. Mm. He, so he was is that quite racist upset. or classist? Uh, it was racist because, like, it was it, the problem was that he was black. Mm. But if he if she was gonna lower herself to yeah, date a black man, at least let it be an athlete black man. You know what's funny about that is like if you are from a certain time period, right, and you feel a certain way about black people, just let time evolve they probably won't feel that way anymore because if you look at the landscape of things now, it's like, it's the most, that everybody wants to be that. Yeah. Right. So it's like, especially somebody that's in, um, in the entertainment business or whatever. Right. It's like, you are not as, hey, but he said this in like the two thousands. No, no, no. I'm just said. saying, I'm just saying like, no, no, I do get your point. Like somebody like that, as you, you know? live, as you live and learn and you're introduced to more or, things. Yes. Yeah. Or not even learn. Like if you are just a bigot and this is your stance, this is your position from your upbringing. And then you get to 2019 and you look at the landscape and like, man, these people are dope. Like this is, I can't hate them anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like not, not even on no depth, of of like like learning from like some deep place just on a on on a superficial place right. of just saying wow these guys are awesome what was I thinking yeah. hating them you know I w- more people need to get that thought quickly more <laughs> yeah. people need to but um right. speak that was a perfect segue uh was it last night it was last night's game with, with Westbrook right it was the night before uh, last, last night. night last night so uh that's why I said it was per- glad to have you here uh. Russell Westbrook uh, from Oklahoma City Thunder, they were playing in Utah. Uh, apparently, uh, a, a fan was uh, heckling him all, all night and uh, basically saying he he needs to get on his knees like he like he's used to mm-hmm. or something of that That's nature. Wild. And uh, at at a, at a certain point, Russ he he just he just had enough and told told dude that he'll fuck him and his wife up. So it was, it was a big thing because the and wife it, also repeated what the husband said. Yeah, and uh, it, mm-hmm. and you know you know how social media is like they the the guy's name came out so they dug in his social media found all kinds of racist stuff on on his social media like he he, he since deleted it and and made his page, his page private by that time but screenshots already so everyone knows who who this gentleman is and uh, Ronnie I want to yeah. uh, throw that to you yeah 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 as someone who who's played in the league and um. I don't want to say that you've experienced this, but no, I'm asking: sure. Have you have sure. you experienced things like this in your uh, career? In the NBA, when you when you play, bro, it's the hardest part. One of the hardest part about being a professional athlete is to deal with the social ramification of some of the fans' entitlement about how we are and who we are, and to keep your mouth shut over and over and over and over is hard, bro. And and I feel for him. I I I, I feel for Westbrook, bro. Uh, in certain places, you hear stuff all the time. And I think that after 11 years of hearing stuff, and when you see that the guy's been talking about him on social media throughout the years too, like it's not just the first time uh, from what I what I saw. 
that they got talked about. And it's tough, man. It's tough. And I know, uh, yeah, that's tough, bro. That's, that should not happen, man. I mean, shit. Uh, we are in 2019, and we're still having conversation about that kind of stuff. And to me, that's what is right. is, is, is mind-boggling, uh, that someone really feels like they're going to come out, buy a ticket next to the bench just so they can talk to someone like that. Like, like, come on, bro. Come on, man. Yeah. Um, Tough. Well, I kind of want to focus on you a little bit. Uh, Sure, sure. As as people could tell by the accent, you're not not, uh, uh, American-born. No, sir. So uh, where are you from? And like, what was your like quick synopsis of your journey to the league? I'll give you a quick synopsis. Born and raised in the Caribbean, a French island called Martinique. I was there for about 14 years. Then I left my house to go to a charter school in Martinique for six months. I went to Paris for a charter school, uh, and I think people will know Tony Parker, Boris Boris Diaw, Jerome Moiso. Uh, It was a nice little charter school in Paris. I was there for three years, and uh, I left again uh, to go to America. I went to college at Gonzaga University. Uh, Shout out to the Zags. Uh, They're playing tonight, actually, right now for the West Coast Conference uh, Tournament Final. Went there for four years, got drafted by the Los Angeles Lakers, played professional basketball for 10 years and then now I live in the middle of the jungle, middle of nowhere in France in a nice little compound where I can just stay away from the craziness that you're just talking about right now mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the dream right there yeah. yeah it feels like it sometimes you know what I mean uh, after going through and giving 18 years of my life to basketball I felt like it was time for me to venture out to really things that that matter to me you know what I mean and give myself a chance and walking away from a certain sense of illusion of security to just really try to dive into the real meaningful stuff that I care about. So, um, did you always want to play ball or you at some point you realized you were good at that and that was like a way up? You want me to tell you the truth? Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you the truth. I always wanted to be a, goal, a goalkeeper, a soccer player. Uh-huh. I ended up uh, being pretty good at goalie. I wanted to be a goalkeeper. And then one day my dad caught me smoking marijuana. Uh, let's just say that my dad did not really... Uh, like it at the time uh stuff ensued and after that uh that's when i kind of like was pushed into playing basketball a little bit because uh, i was tall uh i feel like my life has been a series of unfortunate moments mm. that led to something greater uh you know and like if i did not get caught by my dad smoking weed i would have never played basketball like this is a fact you know mm, what i mean right. so so that's that's how I ended up being there. Then I was like, you know what? This is kind of cool. I kind of like to kick it with the homies. I kind of like to have fun. Let's make the best out of it. And once I made the decision to unleash all my rage and all of my passion from growing up in the, where I grew up in the Caribbean, uh, basketball became a safe haven for me. Uh, that's where I felt like I was safe. And uh, that's what I became this passionate, passionate basketball player that people think that I am all the time. So weed saved your life. That's all I heard. You can you you actually you actually <laughs> could, no no but bro like you I mean all jokes aside like you could make an argument for that uh, um, and, and it, it's it's such an interesting thing for me because growing up in the Caribbean as a Afro Caribbean French person when you grow up there like your your vision on marijuana your vision on weed is just different uh, for you it's like a plant that grows in the backyard or wherever it may be you know what I mean and. But yet there is a stigma around it that actually sometimes is not necessarily fair, right? But uh, this is a fact. Like if I if that didn't happen, I would have not played basketball. Um, 
is it uh is it Al Harrington that's uh like yeah mm-hmm. like, Al, Al is doing big things. I'm so proud of him. Okay, okay, that's so about to, I was about to act like do, like you and him like do y'all yeah. connect on like at least yeah on that could, level and like yeah, as far no. as our, our marijuana um the enterprise and stuff yeah, yeah. yeah this is this is a this is a space that is very interesting for me uh mm-hmm. and I've talked to Al about it a couple times not very much but uh and I've talked to other players in the in the industry and it's fun and it's great to see Al empowering himself but also empowering other basketball players other other people and really being the bridge between providing vital information to people that may not have this information and really giving the opportunity to to, to make a good living for themselves but also helping save lives and I think that's what's cool and it's, it's fun to see someone that you played with because uh, I played with Al in Golden State uh, to see them just really venture out and be themselves and just do some dope shit man mm-hmm. cool. at the end of the day it's a trend center um, real quick on, on, on college. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you feel about, uh, I don't want to like lead you. Do you feel, did you, when you were in college, did you yeah. feel like you were being exploited in a way because you didn't, you didn't pay? No, no. You didn't get paid yeah. while all these other people around you were getting paid. I, I, I tell you this, once again, my perspective on things is different because I come from the Caribbean. Uh, so for me, uh, I'm not familiar with the AAU concept, the AAU thing and all of that stuff. So the the one thing that I would say about this question is I did not understand. Because you have to understand me, when I came to America, I barely spoke English. So culturally, I'm already lost. I'm trying to play catch up from what's going on around me. I'm moving to a city where there is like five, maybe three, four black person on college and there are four of them on the basketball team, right? So... Everything was just like so crazy for me. So I remember when I was playing the GameCube, right? You play the NCAA 2000, yeah. you know what I mean? But that's that's fact, right? Yeah. And I see my number, I see myself, uh, but I don't see my name. There we go. Oh, yeah. Whoa. That, so, no, that was so yeah. wild. They whoa. never had they, they had their whole likeness and never had the whoa. name. You, back in those days, you had to they go online no and download the name that and then wild. add it to, to your game. Yeah, be I So for whoa. me, I'm like, okay, why... My name, but that's me. So that was weird to me, right? right? And fast forward two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, and I'm not, and I'm just using those two examples to see, like, oh my God, like there is something that can be done. I get a phone call or email from the NBA telling me, hey, Ronnie, uh, what's your new address? I'm like, why? Oh, we have a check to send you. I'm like, for what? Oh, for license, licensing checks. And I'm like, oh. So that kept me, I was like, okay, so I get. Still get paid. I've been retired for four years. This is pretty cool. Thank you so much for sending me a check. But then I thought about, and I keep thinking about, what is what can be done for those college athletes? Not just the basketball team, not just the football team, not just the sailor, sailing or whatever. And one thing that I was thinking about is like, because it's kind of tricky to be paid in college. It's not just black and white, right? right. So I was thinking, and maybe that's a good idea. Maybe they thought about it, but is there a way that you can put money to the side for athletes that they can get when and after they graduate from college or they graduate from grad school. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they can have access to those funds to maybe st- have a startup, to maybe create something that they want to be passionate about. So that's kind of like the question that I thought about, but I did not feel exploited because for me, I was just on a mission to take care of my family. Right. So I did not really have time to think about anything else. Right. Um, anybody got anything for Ronnie? No, that's that's let, let's let's oh go ahead. Oh no, like 
No, because every time I hear the NCAA topic, I actually get a little bit angry because it's like sound like y'all literally could just pay the players. And just like it's, I tr- think it's tricky. It's tricky though. It's really tricky. I guess if, you pay, if you pay me, students. if you pay me, what do you do to the to the for the golf guy, for example? Does he gen- mm. does he generate income though? Does does no matter. Like, I think it does because if but you guys kind of like bring if in if more of an audience, like you guys. Are, I mean, well, you guys bring in the audience, like when. When you look at that Duke yeah. and um, the yeah. UNC yeah, game, course, like they made money. It's crazy. If it's a business, mm-hmm. right, and everyone is getting paid, yeah, you're you're selling these, you're sell, you're basically selling these athletes, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. With, with, with without those without those athletes, you don't get the TV deals, yeah. the shoe deals, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have to get something. I'm not. No, I'm not now, disagreeing if, with you though. If like I understand your point where. You're looking for fairness against all. Not all even sports. fairness. Not or, even fairness. Or, or something against all sports. I just want. But if everybody you don't make any to money, win, bro, that's that's what you're missing the point. But everybody can't win. That's not true. That's not true. If if I rather personally get eighty percent of the pie, and the other twenty or thirty percent, seventy, whatever, be divided into somebody else, so all my friends can win. Oh, that be- makes that makes sense. Okay. Because that's what I'm saying. It's like what can be done. For in order for us, because I'd rather that to be done than what is actually going on right now. Mm-hmm. But e- but even in that sense, it's still not complicated, right? So let's all right, so let's say uh, just just a round number. Yeah, say yeah, sure, sure. say every year the basketball team brings in ten million dollars yeah. and football brings yeah. in ten million dollars. So that's the two big uh, income generating sports, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. No one's saying pay these kids millions upon millions of dollars, right? Yeah, Those yeah. top players, a lot of them to get their sponsorship deal so they can make millions yeah. on on their own, yeah. whatever. Yeah. The school. Give them a couple grand, yeah, yeah, and then you could evenly distribute that couple grand through all sports. They do and that though. You get they they do that, and I think that's why, because I'm I'm very passionate about this topic because f- what the NCAA does in 2019 is night and day from what they've done when I was in college. So I see that there is, and I might get in trouble for saying this, but a slow evolution, but there is an evolution, right? an evolution, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm like, oh damn. I wish I had what they had now, right, right. but that's that's just part of the evolution of, of basketball. Right. You know what I mean? I still think the biggest thing is like them making money off their likeness. Like For I don't, sure. I don't like with the they were making a point when uh with Zion on his, in his shoe, yeah. right? If he didn't say for whatever reason he didn't want to wear Nikes anymore, right? Yeah. He has he doesn't have any choice. He has to wear Nike because yes. the school yeah. has that contract. Yes, but now like that's his. You're putting your and, and you're messing up his his mindset, and you could be throwing his game off, which could in fact hurt his game, which could in fact hurt his future dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, for sure. I just want, I'm always on the, uh, on the side of like uh, labor, right? So I, I want more power to the labor for than sure. The NCAA. So that's my whole thing. I, t- I totally um, agree with you, and I think it's I think it's gonna happen because now the more and more we talk about it, the more and more we have a conversation with dif- different point of views and all that stuff. I'm telling you, and and I think that's why. I shared the example with you about not understanding why my name wasn't on there, but it was me. And I think you see, you you, you don't understand that, but it's getting better, and uh, I think we have to push the envelope even more. Mm. Uh, what was your favorite team you played on in the NBA? Favorite team that I played for was the Los Angeles Lakers. My first three years. I heard New York Knicks, but it's cool. Were you one? <laughs> were you one of the championship teams? <laughs> but, no, but but you know what? You know what though? The one of the craziest moments that I've lived in New York was Carmelo Anthony introduction versus the Milwaukee Bucks when he first game when he got tra- after he got traded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Garden's energy that day mm-hmm. was like nothing that I've ever experienced in my entire life. Wow. So for sure. 
Fast forward yeah. a couple years, they didn't, they didn't do that man good. They they didn't do right by that man. Yeah, that's tough. But that's, man. Um, that's tough. What, so what about LA? Was it because it was like you were just young and those years? Young, but also like I had the open heart surgery. Like Dr. Bus, rest in peace, paid for my surgery. Like I had to grind so. Can I cuss? Yeah, yeah of course. Perfect. I just want to make sure because I'm yeah, a passionate yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I say fuck shit. No. Okay, perfect. Cool, <laughs> cool. There's no rules in here. Cool. All right, cool then. Fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> offend whoever you want to cool, offend. Cool. Say whatever you got to say. Nah, I'm, just, I'm a good dude. Just be real. <laughs> I got you. I can be real. Only only rule. Be real. Yeah, perfect. No, so Dr. Buss paid for my fucking surgery, bro. And like I had to grind so hard because I had to play in a CBA for like three weeks of, or, or I was there for a month. I had to make a decision. Like, do I go overseas? and take that security check or do I just grind it out in the CBA for like 500 bucks? And I was like, fuck it. I want to just grind it out. And I got lucky and then playing with those guys for three years and I'm big on now like, what does time means to you? Like I love to ask people, what does time means to you, right? Because for me, those three years, that time spent there was like nothing that I've ever felt. Those guys were my brothers. We went to battle together. Probably one of my biggest, not my biggest regrets, the toughest thing that I had to do deal with is not winning an NBA championship with the Lakers because after 2008 we lost to the finals against the Boston Celtics it was tough I got the contract to go to Golden State and take care of my family but on the basketball court I had to leave like my the my comfort zone so yeah but it was it was so much fun playing for the triangle and all those guys was fun man and uh, you you in LA bro like <laughs> it's the leg show bro the what show. <laughs> crazy Kobe, is Kobe as bad as a teammate as the media sometimes make it out the same? No, no. Kobe is... A, and I'm going to try to say that nicely. A psychopath. And what I mean by that is this guy is has the ability to dissect and blueprint a path that will only get him where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. That's... <laughs> And he sticks to the script. And to me, that's, you have to make a choice. And he's so clear about what he wants to do and where he wants to go, that if you like it or if you don't like it, then that's on you. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of people who, who aren't all there mentally, yeah. let's talk to my man Mike real quick. Because oh. <laughs> your mind is out there. Talk about Kentucky. Well, before we get in that, yeah. can we find out how did they link up? I mean, yeah, but after we we are uh, one and one and we yeah, come but together. then you find it out, and then he goes, "All right, cool, okay. you're the journalist, so there you go, go ahead." I'm not I'm a journalist. I just, I just talk okay. to people. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, all right, so last time we were here, like I said earlier, you are just about to go to Kentucky. Uh huh. You've been to Kentucky. Opened you, up shop. How how was it? How how was that experience down there? It was good. You did for good. what, like three years, two years? Three years. Three years. Yep, three and a half years actually. Damn, um, my show's been on for a while. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I did. Uh, I did that. Um. It was interesting, man. Um, you know, I've been traveling since I was 18, 19, right? And so I've been a lot of places. And um, a lot of times I'll go to the same place over and over and over. Like the people that, I, the communities that I work with, um, I just become a repeat offender, right? So like I'm working with people, I have these relationships. Kentucky was one of those places where I was going there twice a year for the last 15 years. Oh, wow. You know, so so I was very familiar with Kentucky. And then um, there was an opportunity to uh, buy a screen printing 
um, business and, and did that. I thought that I could just go there and get it set up and come back. Ended up, I was like, I need to be there. So I did that, got that going. Didn't go how I thought it was going to go, sold it, and then opened up a, my own shop, just a, a retail space slash creative center. And, um, and it was incredible, you know, so it's, it's, um, it's, it's actually a really good, it was a really good experience. Um, like living there, like visiting, I just enjoyed it. It's easy. It's simple. It's, it's cool. It's, it's called the bluegrass state for a reason. It's really pretty out there. Um, but, um, I got to learn a little bit about America in a different way. Like, I've been to some, like, little corners of middle America and stuff like that visiting. But living in a place like this and being around certain mindsets and stuff was very interesting. Um, and, and, and it just gave me um, some really good perspective, especially on what's going on right now, how people feel and the conversations that people are having. Elaborate a little bit on that because I was kind of leading there with a... So... Um, <clears throat> What I hear when I when I when I'm in New York and I'm I mean I'm back I live here and stuff but um, I don't watch I don't I haven't owned a television since I was 19 years old you know so this is how this is actually how I get informed you know you guys just told me some things that I did not know about mm -hmm. and it's like oh okay but I get to feel that right mm -hmm. whether it's it's it could be your opinion it could be fact it could be whatever but I'm I know how to dissect what I need to dissect, right? And so that's how I get information. And so I learn and I listen to people and kind of um, and kind of feel them, like where they're coming from. So um, there's there's a lot of people that I encountered out that way, and not necessarily even in the city that I was living in. I was living in Lexington. But um, you get over to West Virginia, even you get into some of these smaller towns in Kentucky and the people who we might think on the coast like are Trump supporters. They're not exactly what you might think they are. They're just people who were tired of politics. There's people who don't understand politics. So you have somebody that's seemingly a rogue and they're like, yeah, we're going to do something different and we're going to shake things up. And they're like good get that guy in there let this whole thing crumble like let this this is this is a mess they, and then they and then they vote for the guy they're not like in line with all of his rhetoric all of his stuff they're just like yeah somebody that's coming from the fringe somebody that's an outsider and shaking it up or or there's a there's a very um specific thing like where people where a politician's um value is on like the coal mining community right mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that leave these people high and dry just if just one person said i'm gonna look out for them that's the person they're gonna go with it, it's that simple these are not like super educated people these are not people who are like study politics they don't care is like, is this person going to help me get some health care? Is this person going to help us, like, live? That, mm -hmm. That's all we care about. Mm -hmm. If it's not her, 
If he says it, then sure, I'll, I'll go that way. And and what was happening was Trump got people on his bandwagon because he just went. He went to these places. Right. He went when nobody else would go, when Hillary Clinton wouldn't go. So it wasn't about, like, when I, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm, I don't vote because I'm not really into voting. To say I don't vote is not accurate, but to, I didn't vote. Let me say it that way, because I'm not going to choose the lesser of two evils. If I don't like this one and that, that one, no, thank you. That's, that's my vote. But what I've, what I've seen about um, politics, when you get out into like Florida and Texas and um, Oklahoma and Louisiana, you go through Shreveport, Louisiana, these people are not really concerned. They're not studying these people's politics. If there's a sign that says somebody's name more than it says other people's names, that's who gets the vote, period. That's how it works. Go throughout Texas. No one knows who these people are. They don't know. And I'm talking about local politicians, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just put signs up more than the next person. That's how it works. If you do that and you get your name in front of people, when they get into that booth, they'll check your name. Because they remember the name. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So it, it kind of, if that's how you do it on a local level where it kind of actually makes sense to study and know what you're doing politically, when it gets to the higher one, it's like you're just going off of, you know, a lot of people, I think, are just going off of what's what's what they've seen yeah, yeah. Yeah. and heard more. So let me ask this question. Um, th those people who you come across with, it was just like he went to visit them. Uh, he said so. He said something they liked. Mm -hmm. He he just spoke wrong. I get all that, but. Did at any point some of them realize the con? Like, did they get hip to like, oh, he said this, but like he's basically just like all the other ones that we were sick of anyway. No, they didn't realize that because yeah, um, one. I think it's like one issue voters is like they just look at yep. it from just one perspective. But but even on the issue where where he says this on that issue, but that's not he's did nothing for that issue, they, which makes him just like everyone else. So like right. you saying that they they're not hip yet. No, so so this is the thing when when um. When all of this stuff was happening with that election, um, the things that I would hear and the things that people would show me, I thought, oh, he's basically echoing Waffle House conversations. Have you ever been to a Waffle House? Yes. Okay. Where at? I wish, but then again. Uh, Virginia. North Carolina. Waffle House. Right. I love, I love Waffle House. No, Waffle House is wonderful. It's so, don't, it's don't think it is amazing, right. It is that, but yeah. it's great. It's, it's great. It's, that's what makes it great. I've seen a lot of fight videos. I don't mind seeing that. Nah, Waffle House is great. I don't mind great, especially after the letter. Eating waffles. Nah. Like, I don't mind that. I, I just I just need I like to get that, there. Dude. I just need I just need to get there. I'm a Waffle House guy. We gotta take you to Waffle House. Uh, we we got to take you to Waffle House. We should make a road trip, bro. Yeah. Yeah, what's up? Yeah. Next time, let me Thank tell you, you. something. <laughs> yeah. Next Look at his time, face. Let's do it, bro. <laughs> next time y'all invite me, <laughs> next, next time y'all invite me to the show, <laughs> I will only agree if we go do it at a Waffle yes. House. Yes. Oh, I'm with it. Okay. Let me know and I'll I mean, we can make friends. a trip. We, yes. we, it only, we can go, so, like, let's do the next Yes. Sit down at a Waffle House. Y'all just let me know. Someone's coming. I'm a road guy. I if I have my daughter or not. I mean, 
Let my mother hold it. Just let me know. Uh-huh. I'm, with the shit. I'm good on the road. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, those conversations, dope. I like a Waffle House, right? And um, those, the conversations that happen in the Waffle House is exactly what I was hearing when I would hear these little sound bites and things that people were talking about what this man was saying. And it was like, somebody just did their due diligence. Somebody figured out what was going on in these Waffle Houses mm-hmm. and what that represents and said, just say this a thousand times. Because the people, these people will, 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 will lock into what you're talking about. But it's kind of like a politician is a politician. Right. right. I mean, the, the who our heroes are not politicians. The people that we look to who brought change are not politicians. Martin Luther King was not a politician. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know why we look to these individuals for more than what they are. They are people Ooh. who are doing what, what they do. That's yeah. that's that's they they do this to win, to get a job, and then when that job is over, they're set for life. That's it. Right. This is true. You know what I'm saying? Um, the transition back to New York. Uh huh. Let me know about that. Like how how was that? Uh, how's it going? It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It was um it was time. It was time. My my son still lives in. Kentucky. So I go out there every month, either bring him back or stay out there for a week or two. And so we do the back and forth thing, which is kind of nice. It was just time for me to go because it was like being there is it's just too comfortable. Like there's a there's a nice quality of life out there and you can get a big place for a little bit of money. And, you know, you can you got a lawn and a porch swing and backyard and you know, my son, I had a, a trampoline, you know, that's like 30 feet. I mean, it was great to right. have that. You, My apartment is the size of the trampoline now right. in, in Brooklyn. But um, it's uh, the inspiration and, and the just that grit and the colors and the people and the stories of New York is what make me good at what I do. You know, and uh-huh. so I, I, even when I was living there, I had to come back all the time just to get the juice from here, just to get inspired. Out there, you see the same people doing the same thing, looking like the same thing, saying the same stuff. It's just that. And it's fine. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Just for me and the type of person that I am, I need this. I need, I need, I need some, some spice. Any, anybody else got something for, for Mike? No, no. Well, um, I got well, a que- I, I got a question for him. Can yeah. I ask him a question? Okay. Why would you say that you do, bro? Um, I would say that I live for a living. Right, like, um, I I found early on, I found in my teenage years that um, how important it was to just express yourself like to actually get the ideas and the thoughts that you have going on on the inside outside because one it's a it's just good therapy it keeps you healthy it keeps you sane it keeps you excited about living but two there's going to be people that 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 those ideas connect with and that will inspire them to express and then when you look at it in a bigger picture it's kind of like okay Steve Jobs uh 
like any of the names that Kanye West would say, right? Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Walt Disney. You know what they all have in common? They're people just like you and I that express themselves, that got an idea out and it changed the world. And it's like, who's to say that my ideas won't change the world or your ideas? So it's like, I'm just, that's my mission is just to like get ideas out, express these things and encourage and motivate others to do the same because we need that. We need each other. We need these ideas and they cannot, it shouldn't be that the cemetery is like the place where the best books and the best movies live. Right. Right. You know, we need those. We need those out here. You know, I love what Jordan Peele is doing right now. You know what I'm saying? In, yeah. in Hollywood. I love, like, he could have just, like, skated and, nah, this man is, like, he's doing something that I think is, might be a little bit revolutionary for that industry, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and anybody, it's, 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 that's the thing. It's like, there's this myth or this, um, this idea that, oh, I can't do this, or I can't do that. I don't have enough to do this. I don't have the resources. I don't have the connections. I don't have... Who told you that? Because it's not real. It's not real. You haven't even tried it. You are agreeing with something that you've never seen before. So why not agree with something hopeful that you've never seen before, that you can do it, that you can accomplish? I found myself in rooms that I should not be in. I'm a poor kid from Bushwick. My mother had me when she was 17 years old, still in high school. We just lived around with different family members. And then here I am doing things that I never imagined. People calling on me for influence and for, for, for leadership of lots of people that I'm like, all right. And I just found the confidence to say, yeah, my ideas do matter. They, they are meaningful. This, this heart that, that God's given me is, is important. It's necessary for my community and my world. And as long as there's a demand, it'll just keep coming, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't even remember what my next question was. But um, I know we, we're hearing the Mike Grapes that we heard, like, on the previous episode and, like, what we're hearing now. So I wanted to know... What was that turning point for, like, the energy that you give out now? Because, like, or was this just always you, like, from when you was growing up? Because even, like, that first time we met you, mm-hmm. we came off the strength in, in the in the, in the the shop off the energy. Pop-up shop, right? Yeah, the pop-up yeah. shop downtown. We was chilling. It was a mob. And the energy that you was, like, so inviting, and that's how we got to this point when we was here. So was this energy always here, or, like, was it, like, this is what happened in my life, and that's what kind of, like, brought me to this? I would say it's it's a little bit that it was always there, right? Like, um, when you have my imagination was my best friend. My, I was um, I was I was talking with my mom um, just a couple of weeks ago, and you know when I get around my family, we just reminisce about everything and stuff, and it's just and it's and it's a good time. And so she was talking about how we used to live in Tompkins Projects, right? Okay. Shout out to Tompkins, our people's out there. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> They, my cousins, like there's nobody in my family that's my age, right? Everybody's either, you know, there's a six or seven year gap with people younger than me and that same gap with people older than me. So I was just the only one my age. And so I was just kind of playing. I had an imaginary friend, 
right? Also named Michael, right? And so my mother, she was uh, kind of making jokes about this. And she's like, yeah, remember Michael had that imaginary friend and we did this and that. And he would, you know, he'd be in bed and telling me to move over. And I'm like waking me up, telling me to move over. I'm like, move over for what? You got enough room. And, he's, and she said that I would need room for my imaginary friend, Michael. Mm -hmm. And she was like, she got tired of it and her and... Um, uh, one of my cousins conspired to do them off. So they... <laughs> Whoa! So this got Ghostbuster? <laughs> nah, they, they beat him up and threw him down the steps and killed him. Damn. Right? So... Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. <laughs> so that was the first that was the first friend you lost? Huh? That was the first friend you lost? That was the... F wow! That was the first friend I lost. Damn. Yeah. So what's funny is, is that she's talking about this, and I remember that day as clear as day. You know, I remember what they did, how they did it, all that happened. I'm standing at the top of the staircase crying, all of this stuff. And she said, um, as she's telling this story, I, I, I stopped. I realized, I'm like, do you hear what you're saying? I said, you're telling a story about somebody that you killed, that you beat up, that you were tired of, that you, it was my imagination. That's how real imagination is. And I was like, that's what kept me, that's what made, that's, that's what made me what I am. If you can, if I'm, I don't fantasize, I've never had a fantasy about anything. If I imagine it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go touch it. I'm going to go get it into this, this realm that we're in right now. Because just because I'm imagining it doesn't mean that it's not real. It's real to me. And I'm going to make sure that it's real to you before we finish. Right. And so that's kind of been my angle. And so. I would say I've always been that, um, but then the things that, that, that I've experienced in life just kind of triggered the things for like compassion and sharing and not being selfish and not just going and doing things just for myself, but like, this is for us. We're in this together. And, um, and so that's kind of been the, the, the route, you know, there's, there's things that have happened along the way for sure. That's been catalyst for an accelerated thing but like i i just knew i just knew what i i just i knew something you know <laughs> so um one how's the brand doing the brand is doing good i don't i saw i saw a piece that probably on uh that uh that varsity that that, that purple varsity yes well, that's, yeah. that's a good one i'm Wait for this, this, yeah, you got this some, you got some pink yeah. slider hoodies that I was checking out too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you um, the thirty dollar um, surprise tee still was, going. That's all done. But yeah, that oh, was good. Uh, yeah, that was try to hop on that last week Friday. But yeah. so uh, to D's earlier question, how did you two brothers meet? Like, how, where's that connection come in? Common friend from college that knows that I'm I th I I love anybody that's different and mm -hmm. been talking to me about Mike uh, for about. Probably like a year or so, uh, but when I never since I retired, I've been traveling the, around the world. I went to probably like thirty or forty different countries, mm -hmm. and uh, last year I went back to France and uh, sat, settled down a little bit. And then she was like, "Yo, you got you guys got to meet, you guys got to meet." And I was like, "Sure, at, at the right time we're gonna meet." And it actually happened last week. Uh, last week uh, I came in and we spent a little bit of time down. Uh, was it Soho? Yeah, yeah, Soho, Soho. And then it was like we just chopped it up about life and about common passions that we have and now we're here so i feel like 
to me, like th th those kind of moments, I think that's kind of like what I was saying, like those moments that just happen and you're like, oh shit, where, where did that come from? I feel like it's a story of my life, story of life, where you have connection with cool people and you just see where, where it takes you. And if I didn't happen to meet him last week, I wouldn't be here sharing this dope time on this podcast, you know what I mean? Oh, so this really appreciate whole time it. I thought like y'all was like years back. Yeah, yeah. Y'all had the energy like, oh no, nah, this my man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It seems but that's like that. that. Yeah. But <laughs> just last week, that's that's crazy. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's also cool. Yeah. Um, are you like like you you married, committed or whatever? No, sir. All right, good. So who got the better hoes, college or NBA? Great question. <laughs> yeah. uh, would you like to reframe that? Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's just say that uh, both have uh, the pros and the cons. Uh, yeah, it, it was a good time. College was a little bit different. You was not that crazy in college. Uh, he NBA. got game. Yeah, but I didn't go to a big school, you know. Yeah. And I got locked up like freshman, second semester of freshman year. So I was like, okay. You, my, you got what? Got my my my, my girl. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. I know what he meant. Like not yeah. locked up. Like y'all, everybody here knows. Everybody here knows. I was like, huh? Locked up. I was still thinking jail time. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, favorite favorite NBA city. Like whether you play there or not. It depends. Like, it depends for what though. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I say LA, LA. LA. Yeah, LA. Favorite country? Oh. And I'm gonna come. Same question. Senegal. Favorite country? Senegal. For you Senegal. Senegal for you too. I know you. Oh, you're another world traveler. Favorite country? Favorite country? Colombia, man. Favorite city? Um, in uh, in the in the country? In that country or just in, in this in, the, in America? In America, New York. Okay. New York. Like wherever I go, Brooklyn specifically too. Wherever I go, not just because I'm from here. Like, if you're from here, like, from here, from here, you have a love-hate relationship with this place. Like, right. There's no Agreed. way to actually love it without hating it a little bit. Agreed, yeah. Because it's a crazy place. Um, And there's times where I've, like, lived away, just like, oh, I need to not be in New York, whatever. But there is no place on earth like this city, man. You know? And, I mean... Like it's losing a little bit of its oomph, yeah. You know, but get a little sanitized. Yeah, yeah. But but we we got we got plans. Um, a typical typical day on the compound. What's that like? Uh, wake up at seven thirty, feed my dog, uh, walk with my dog eight thirty to about eight forty five nine o'clock, get drink two cup of coffee, mix get some email, play the guitar, learn how to code. 11.30, I eat. 12.30, I'm done. I just take a nap. 2 o'clock, I feed my dog. And then I read my books from about 3 to about 4 or 5. Cheer with my dog, go on a walk. 7 o'clock, I feed him. 8 o'clock, I play toss with him. And 9 o'clock, I'm in bed. I'm actually, crazy enough, I think that my sleeping schedule and is actually way healthier than when I played basketball, which is crazy. I'm, I'm magically not traveling from city to city. Yeah, no. it's like I actually want to go to bed early. No, like it's crazy. Do yeah. they um? Does anyone like over there like recognize you from like the NBA or TV or anything like that, or just like you could be totally anonymous there? Uh, it depends on where I go. I get a little bit of both. But uh, in Paris, uh, some people recognize me obviously because I played alongside a lot of superstar. So by default, uh, mm. <laughs> people recognize me. And uh, in the city where I live, 
it's actually pretty funny because um, there's only like 240 people in my city. So whenever a car drives by, it's always funny because I can sit in the duck-up spot and I look at people mm-hmm. and they're always like try, trying to see if, I <laughs> if, they, right. if they see me. So it's actually pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One place in the world you haven't been that you want to go. Oh, good one. Um, probably Morocco. Same yeah. question. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say. I want to go to every country in the world. So fuck it, wherever. <laughs> uh, anybody else? Yeah, I got one. Go. You over here asking questions and stuff like that. <laughs> Oreos or Chip Ahoy? <laughs> Chip Ahoy. I don't even know what that is, bro. Oh, see, you know what Oreo is? That's all that matters. Yeah. See, there we go. So you said Oreos. All right. Okay. Now I don't know. This is kind of a little too serious. We had. That wasn't serious. No, I know. <laughs> um. Yeah, I love Oreos though. Actually, you can have. Can you only have actually two things? You just been. You just made me feel better about myself because I just realized I'm not the only one that have a love and hate relationship with New York. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, people that actually are from there do feel the same way. This is great. Yeah. I want to move every day. <laughs> <laughs> Can you only eat one Oreo? Is it possible? Nah. 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 Well, it depends. When you're messing with like those weird flavors, like normally like me and one of the guys on the show, if you're talking about regular plain Oreos, yeah. nah, you got to finish the pack. That's what yeah. I'm You got to finish the pack. You gotta no matter it. what it is, you got to finish the pack. Oh, yeah, Whether yeah. it's the supermarket pack or the single box or like the little one that you get from the bodega, you got you to gotta finish yeah. the pack. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's unhealthy, but you got to. <laughs> It's okay. My it's enjoyable. I was going to eat Oreos the other day, too. Really? Yeah. Like, my mother my mother went and got a box, so I guess she came She came in my room, and she had two packs. I'm like, there's one regular one, double stuff. I reached for the double stuff. She's like, mm-mm. She had the regular one. I'm like, can't know what time it is. <laughs> okay, you got it. But is she at the age where she's only eating icing and, like, leaving a cookie? Bro, she's weird when it comes to food sometimes, because sometimes she'll just eat the icing and then try to give you the cookie, like, yo, here you go. <laughs> or she'll actually just yeah, hold my leftovers. It's like, whatever she doesn't feel like eating at the moment, she's like, okay, you can have this, or I'm going to just throw this over there. Leave and the cookie her. over here, come I'm back for it like three hours later. Yeah, like, she leaves <laughs> stuff. <laughs> the TV stand we have, she likes, like, she will go up to the TV, watch the TV, move back to the couch. Then if she has pool, she would then put the stuff like by the TV stuff. I'm like, baby, that's not a table or is it? It's not your plate. And she's like, and just like yeah. ignores you. That is her table. She okay. What you say? Like, yeah. like regardless, yeah, yeah. she's yeah, like, yeah. okay, I'm still gonna come back here and eat whatever I put on this table. Yeah. Say no more. <laughs> whatever. Do you still watch uh, basketball or is not? Uh, I don't have a TV, so um, uh, so you don't really follow the league like that. I, I check the the box score, and I usually check the guys that I play with, like the Utah Jazz and and stuff like that. Yeah. So you is it? Do you have like uh, do you follow more players or the teams that you players, play for? Play, players, players, players. Yeah. Who's, sure. your, who's your favorite player right now? Uh, favorite player right now is I'm gonna be definitely biased. Domas Sabonis. Okay. He's playing for the Indiana Pacers. He went to Gonzaga, yeah. and he's actually almost averaging a double double off the bench. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. Like he has like 23, 23 or twenty four. Double double off the bench like nobody has ever done that in the NBA. So it's pretty cool. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, we've been here for a little minute. It's time to wrap this up. What are we watching? Uh, nothing new for me. I think like I started like a new show like last night, but I fell asleep on it. It's called like The Order. I don't know. It was, like oh, one. I started I started watching. That. Started watching it. So far, the first episode seems all right. But uh, really, nothing really truly new for me. We're just gearing up on the block is about to come back. She got to have it is about to come back. Talk my Netflix shows. Um, what else is about to come back? I told you about the protectors. Some is uh, Israel. Uh, 
Israel action uh, show that's on Netflix that's about to come back. It's uh, foreign version of Iron Fist. Yeah, facts. And I forget there's something else that's about to come back too. This is like this is like it's it's really Such like things. like all the oh uh What's next? I don't know if I told you about like the Santa Monica Clary oh, diet or something like that Santa or whatever. Clarita. Yeah, Santa something Clarita like that diet. with uh with Drew Barrymore that I was watching. You know, I watch I, I watch a lot of yeah. I watch everything. What you watching? I mean everything you watch. Oh. Well, not um, everything but everything. You everything. Not what I'm watching, but something that's coming up. Uh so Everyone knows like how Marvel is taking itself off for Netflix, mm-hmm. and they got that new thing like the uh, Umbrella Academy. So apparently, that's from a comic, and like the 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 company or house that makes that comic, they struck a deal with Netflix. So they're gonna have like a bunch of stuff. Like the the next one that's coming out, it's um uh damn I forgot the name, but it's like pretty. It's like a niche thing, but like their following is pretty strong. So Netflix out here, they don't, they don't give a shit about Marvel. Like, all right, bounce. I got some more comic heads. Yeah, they're like, but like, they're, like they're going for like, like more boutique kind of comic heads just adapting those to like live action. They took a little while to get into they into their shit because at one point Netflix was kind of dead, but I see what they really like putting a lot of money in these series now. Like, so everything that they actually have like content. Right yeah, they, they, they have to change their flow because before it, it, they relied on other people to give them content and then uh, those other people realized what they was doing. So they took their content back to do their own services. So now Netflix uh, so Netflix, they gonna. I got a question, real quick. Go. What kind of content, uh, as far as filmmaking or whatever, should be out there and it's not out there? Because you guys just made me think of it. It's like, what dope artists or what dope content that should be broadcasted that is not out there? Um, I would like to see more honest reputation of of poor. Representation. Poor black people, okay. like honest records. Not not like get away from like the um the narrative that they have. The narrative, the narrative, like or or just or it being folk. Even if it's an honest thing about just but just drugs or just mm-hmm. gangs. But I mean like a full representation. Like I want I want the kid who who yeah he got some hood friends he spoke weed with but he's also like an A student like mm-hmm. I want like those like there's nice. complex stories all around us yeah. that doesn't get trust me when I say I got you I think uh, we I, I think that. we also I get that from the shy a bit though too you know it's funny because I was just thinking about the shy mm-hmm. and I was thinking about um what's the other Chicago show um Shameless and it kind of shows you kind of like two different spectrums mm-hmm. of like you know like just you know some people being poor in Chicago. So, you know, you know, Shy was more or less geared towards, you know, whatever happens with the violence and stuff like that and whatever certain individuals that have to deal with school and just friends and stuff like that. Whereas Shameless was more or less a comedy or a dramedy, should I say? Yeah, you can say that. But, yeah, which but still focuses on that Chicago literally has not just poor blacks, but, like, they actually do have poor whites that live the same way and they actually kind of come together to... What's the word I'm looking at? Uh, oh shit! They come together to taboo. God. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's taboo. I, was say taboo. Um, I didn't watch anything. Well, it's new to me, but it's been out for a while. I finally watched uh, "The Hate You Give." Told you about that I'm movie, man. That. I cried. Good. This is the first that movie. movie is powerful, man. The first movie like that made me cry. Like since I was so ET when I was a kid. Like it was, it was a lot of you emotion. You cried on ET, bro. I did. I bawled. Like I, I, I remember. I, I, we was watching it in the living room, like me, my mom, like my sister, whatever. And I like I ran to my mother's room and all her bed bawling. She's like, "Yo, what is wrong with you?" Yeah. Like, oh, I, I bawled. What movie made you cry? You know what's funny? 
I was about to say, like, yes. the most recent thing that made me cry, it had to, well, I don't remember what's the most recent, actually, but one of the most random things that made me cry was watching Tarzan again after, like, five, six years, like, watching Tarzan movie, like, that whole beginning part. I'm like, yo, this, what was it, a cheetah or whatever? Like, it really came in, just killed his parents, was about to kill him, but he got saved by eight, but, like, the music that yeah. went along with it, that just made me sad as shit, like, damn, so I'm like, they literally had a hard time traveling, I guess it was, um, we're talking about Africa, like they were traveling by boat, the boat was all messed up, they wrecked, they, they finally washed up on shore, all that stuff, and then your parents just died from a cheetah. That sucks. You? Today, um, the last, probably like the last two things like on TV that made me cry um, was probably Coco, like obviously, Coco was like amazing. I don't get why people are crying. Yo, Coco. nah, Coco is sad, man. That it's last like, scene. Never seen it. In me, all right, yes. it's about this kid. Well, it's, it's based a lot on Mexican culture and um, uh, Muerto. Life? Huh? Dios de los yes. yes, yes. So, to me, like, once I already grasped that concept, to me, there's no real reason to be sad because, you know, that you're talking about people's family and the dead, but they kind of emphasis a lot on, you know, just, you know, uh, families or um, you remembering your family and not bringing shame to your family stuff like that. So I get the part about the end. Still, man, that that it was, it was like, powerful, man. To me, it was like it was. I kind of saw it coming. Like, okay, this is gonna happen to his grandmother. Like, it was focused on her remembering their Coco's great grandfather. Mm, yeah. Which I was dead, see. but they didn't realize he who he was because they thought he was somebody else, and they figured out he was. That, it's a great so. anime, man. Animation. Yeah, Spo- spoiler alert. Hmm? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's I been mean, it's been long, yeah. long enough. Spo- yeah. Um, I just okay, finish. Oh, oh, nah, but yeah, it was a dope movie. Um, my fault. What was the other movie? Oh no, nah, I was gonna say the other thing that made me cry is like I told y'all before, and I get laughed at all the time. But when Diddy ran that marathon, man, and MTV oh, had like a special on it, <laughs> I cried when that man crushed the finish line, man. Like he, he was cramping up and everything through everything that he went through, he finished, man. I cried, man. I was in crying. No, no, normally we will start to wrap this up, but I just yeah. realized that there's a question I really want to ask you. So last week I spoke about uh, Adam Silver. He gave an interview. He was talking about like NBA players being unhappy, mm-hmm. just like like just. Just, just the circumstance of their life, and like they have all these millions, or whatever. But like the pressure, and yeah. just their lifestyle, just like in deep down, he was saying they're unhappy. Yeah. Is that like? Do you feel like that's an accurate? As someone who's been in the league, is that like an accurate? Like maybe not all, but like a large I, I, percentage. I think, I think it's fair. I mean, the the the, it's not just it's not always easy to be in a public figure twenty four seven. It's not always pleasant. Yes, uh, you you get paid well, whatever. But money doesn't really buy happiness or. Or comfort, or whatever it may be. So, yeah, I mean, it's fair. But also, I think in that same token, it's like a lot of guys are very happy because we're taking care of our families and we're just having a good time. And I think um, it's, it's it's a fair assessment. But that's life. I think whatever happens in the NBA is the exact same thing that happens in real life. Like there is nothing different about what we do. It's just the fact that you we get to witness people's life on the public platform, and it's real. It's not TV or whatever, you know. Right. That's yeah, I think it's fair. Yeah. Um, good question though. Thank you. Uh, with that said, I want to say, I guess it had to be like four years ago now, four or five years ago now, we were uh, all out mobbing, and we left whatever. What, what, what's the spot outside? We was at um with the corn Havana Havana Outpost Havana Outpost, drunk whatever, and we just saw a little pop up shop outside. We walked in there, we met Mike. 
years years later we started the show well a year later so we started the show he was on like i said one of our uh, our um well, one of my favorite personal episodes whatever three years down the line we're still doing the show mike is back in new york i say yo we were talking about coming back for like months now i finally said we gotta get mike on i hit him up he brings you after you two meet a week ago mm-hmm. and i say all that to say what we're watching out for this week is just the people you come in contact with. The right. most random person, and you build a bond, and it could just bring, bring a random experience and, and great conversations. Um, I appreciate you being here. Uh, we have a lot of male listeners and female listeners who, just, who who like the NBA and would like to hear your stories. Mikey, your, uh, your, your view and, and the view you gave us of the people in middle America and, and how like they see their politics and their politicians, that was insightful, and like that's what the two live podcast all about so what we're watching out for is never take the people you can meet on a random day doing random things for granted man uh anything else oh no plug what you got to plug well you don't have any so i don't live life to the fullest bro that's follow your heart follow your soul man that's it i ain't got nothing to plug you have any social media no oh yeah i mean sure sure ronnie turiaf but r-o-n-n-y-t-u-r-i-a-f follow me i'm random (laughs) (laughs) mike what you got going which one do people know about not a whole lot. No, the website. I'm, no, I'm working. I'm working, bro. What's the website? What's up? What's the website? Uh, Social sa- media. Savantvision.com um, is the is the is the brand website, and then um, you can find me on Instagram at Mike Grapes. All right, and uh, let's go about the socials. Wrap this up. D A Davis B K on all social network medias. Uh, Snub Prom S N U B B P R I M E on all social media platforms. And you can follow me at It's Mr. Showtime on all social media networks. Follow the brand at 2 Live Podcast. Hit us up on email, 2 Live Podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, as always, beautiful people, be great.